Welcome to Boros Do MMA, guys. It's your boy Kana back at you for another episode. I've got Joel on the phone with me. What's up, Joel? What's going on, Ike Tyson? <laughs> this man. So we're here. We're talking today. We're just going to get down into some good bands. First things first, we need to talk about the fight that everyone is talking about. Ben Askren versus Jake Paul <laughs> going down tomorrow. What's good? Who do you think's going to win? And is this not the greatest, most anticipated fight of all time? This is the biggest disgrace to fighting of all time, man. This is... <laughs> you know what? I actually want to know. What's the bigger disgrace? This fight or those two CM Punk fights? <laughs> yo, Wait, yo. What? CM Punk. No, nah, actually... No, nah, fuck it, yo. This fight. Because Jake, Jake Paul isn't a boxer. Neither is Ben Askren. But Ben Askren is like an actual combat athlete, like a pro, former pro combat athlete. Ben Askren yeah, is a YouTuber a... that has a lot of money and has access to like good training facilities. But he's also probably Punk? on all kinds of performance enhancers and whatnot. What about CM Punk? CM Punk, man, he was just a dude trying to chase the dream, but it just didn't work out for him, man. <laughs> 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 You can't, yo. You can't fault a man for trying for trying his hand. He tried to pull that Brock Lesnar, and it just didn't quite go yeah. for him. When it comes down to it, Brock Lesnar is at least a wrestler. <laughs> like I mean, he has some background. Like he's an all American wrestler, and he's he's athletic. Like CM Punk, man, you can see that spinning kick from a mile away, bro. Like, <laughs> <laughs> uh, remember when J uh, remember when James Tony fought Randy Couture? <laughs> Yo, that's it was less regulated back then, man. There was more gray area. Yo. No, I was regulated. That was like in the in like a recent era of the UFC, man. James Tony no, went out there, got choked. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but again, you can't you can't fault him, man. He tried his head. You know, yeah, but again, he, James Tony. Has hands like you know he has an has some some established form of mixed martial arts like what the fuck did CM Punk have you can't you can't jump through a table in the <laughs> yeah. UFC he had he had a metal chair yo <laughs> yeah he, he's waiting for his corner to slide of a metal chair like, it's a slap <laughs> so he, go he, across he, the face he can go ahead and get that pin <laughs> that's it uh, oh, but what but what are your thoughts on this match how do you think it's we we all know it's like uh, it's a gimmick, but how do you actually think this is going to pan out? Because for me, this is an interesting fight. Jake Paul, okay, yeah, he's not like a he's not a professional boxer, you know. He, at best, he's an amateur. Um, but he's an amateur with like a shit ton of money and like access to great facilities and great coaches. And he takes a, he takes what he does seriously enough to that he's had some success like fighting other celebrities. Now, um, Ben Askren, he ain't the greatest boxer in the world, but he's still a com like a combat athlete. Like he has that grit, but his boxing is just terrible, just terrible. Or maybe he's just showing—I don't know. Maybe he's not showing us what he can really do when he's hitting the pads in front of the camera. But man, this guy, there's no movement. He punches like a freaking robot with stiff hips. <laughs> But, yeah, um, man, you know, Jorge Masvidal said it best, man. Just puts his face in people's crotches, man. <laughs> I, I don't know if you could do that in the boxing ring. Uh, 
I think that's exactly why everything you said is completely accurate. I think that's the reason why um, Jake Paul took this fight. Again, he's, he's skinny. I know he's a celebrity, celebrity fighter. It's all very calculated. The opponents he picks and his brother picks are going to be people who they know, who they have a huge advantage over until they get that big fight with either Mayweather and or McGregor. That's what it's all about, right? That's the, there's there's the road to El Dorado, you know what I mean? Yeah. And like, and those two are, because the, they're always calling them out, right? And you know how the boxing game works. So it's all about being undefeated. And as long as Jake Paul takes down big names who aren't really qualified and stays undefeated, it, it keeps that lane open for the big, big fight. I think that's what it's all about. So how's it going to go? Um, I heard... I heard Wonder Boy say it best. I'm hoping that, you know, Ben Askren just says, fuck it, and just shoots for a takedown and slams <laughs> Jake Paul on his head. That's real but funny. Ultimately, <laughs> ultimately, how does it go? Like, no one no one can really save, like you said, Ben Askren's hands are, are, are doo-doo. Um, and Jake Paul's got good technique. I mean, like, he's been doing it for a while. It's just, you, you want to say Ben Askren just because you think he's a better combat athlete and he should be able to adapt much better against an amateur fighter. But you just don't know because, you know, we don't see any footage of Ben Askren training. I haven't seen anything. I don't know how his hands look. I don't know who he, I don't know who he has in his corner. His like hands look bad. <laughs> to, to, answer, to answer like, your question, he, his hands look bad. He's very stiff. He punches. He exactly. doesn't punch with his body. Yeah, and like he's not. Look, doesn't look very fluid from what I've seen in the octagon. So like, um, I don't think. It looks great for Ben Askren, but hey, maybe he lands a big shot. Um, ultimately, man, like it, it, we'll see how it turns out. But I still think it's just the fight's just a huge disgrace. <laughs> like, oh man, it's just a, it's the thing is though. You think Jake Paul is gonna and Ben Askren might make more money off this fight than Usman makes off the Masvidal fight? I know that's that's maybe. insane when you really think about it. And like you just think about how. Their two careers are just complete opposites in a way. You know what I mean? I know. Like, it's just like <laughs> you're not really like you're not being rewarded for like your craft, you know. And uh, again, man, I think this is going to lead to the downfall of the UFC if Dana White doesn't start giving his at least giving his like top contenders their due earn. You know. I yeah. I, I think regardless, I just don't think. I just don't think there's anything like, like what, what can Dana White really do? I think from, from the perspective of like, there's too much money in the like in the boxing world. It's got that old tradition in it, and like there's so much money to like right now. Francis Ngannou said he's gonna fight Mike Tyson like next month. Tyson Fury. Like, there's nothing Dana White could do that, that that's gonna make that kind of money. Like there's no way he can give Francis Ngannou 100 million dollars. Can he not? So, uh, can he not though? Maybe he could. Maybe he could, but like I don't know how much the UFC's bringing on a nightly basis. But like, I just don't see Dana White going because, like, I think Conor McGregor made, I think he made forty million from his last. I don't know how much he made. He made like a lot of money from his last fight. One of his, one of his last two fights, he made like like thirty or forty million dollars, and he he's the highest earner. There's no way you're gonna give Francis Ngannou that much money, and if so, you're not gonna give Conor McGregor. From forty million to hundred million over like a span of like a year, you know what I mean? Yeah, it just don't make business sense. But how do you think the fight's gonna go? That's more. Uh, well, I think the fight can go one of two ways. Uh, if Ben Askren wants to win, he's gonna have to wear. Four. He's gonna have to wear uh, Jake down. 
Um, I think like his technique isn't the greatest, but like he can still, there's still some of his wrestling that could be translatable into the fight, especially like getting on the inside. I think he's, is he the shorter fighter? If he gets on the inside and find Jake's chest and really just like make Jake carry his weight and hit him to the body and just like make it like one of those like ugly inside fight fights. I think he can uh-huh. wear Jake down inside two rounds, have him huffing and puffing because he's never really dealt with any kind of pressure like that before. And, like, you know, you have to take into account, like, the adrenaline dump and just an amateur fighter is not going to be accustomed to be put in that sort of high-pressure situation. I think he's going to, if he gets put in that situation, I think he's going to try to blow his wad, you know, oh, he's close to me, so I have to hit him hard. And you, Ben Askren is durable. You know, I don't think Jake really has any sort of substantial power that can make Ben Askren sort of respect range. Uh, I just feel like Ben Askren, if he smothers him, if he hits him to the body, if he makes him carry his weight and just make it an inside ugly fight where he wears him down inside three rounds, if that maybe even less than that. Um, if I'm Jake Paul and I want to win the fight, you just work your boxing, man. You just stay smart, stay on the outside. Uh, and just just pick them apart like from distance, but that's easier said than done. That's really hard to do, um, as a as an amateur boxer over the course of I don't know how many rounds are going, but if it's more than three, that's going to be a very hard pace to sustain for an amateur boxer. Like even me, like doing that is like three rounds, two rounds tops, and then your your legs start to go right. You need you need that ring experience to really like keep up a pace like that. And Jake just doesn't have that. And he's never really been tested, like, you know, against, like, a legitimate, like, athlete that can push him. And I think, I honestly, I think he's probably going to fold. I think Ben Askren gets the win. He's, pro- he's not probably going to look that pretty. But, uh, yeah, I see Ben Askren pulling it off just with some inside dirty boxing, putting pressure on him, making it awkward for him, just wearing him down. And uh, yeah, makes sense. making him quit. So yeah, that? That makes sense. Yeah, just ugly up, ugly up the fight. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, because I don't think um, Ben Askren is going to have like cleaner technique or become like a better technical boxer than than Jake Paul. Because again, they're both probably he's a better athlete, no no doubt about it, Ben Askren. But it's just like Jake Paul has been doing this probably for longer, just focusing on boxing. Probably has like high class, world class trainers in his corner. So I just don't think. Ben Askren could just go in there and expect to outbox Jake Paul like it's going to be nothing. Yeah. Like it's going to be a walk. Yeah. I think, yeah, you can't, you can't expect to find a clean fight against that. I think Jake actually has better technique than he does, but he's a better athlete. And he, he has more grit. Like, he's been in there with fucking killers. So, I mean, who's Jake Paul to Ben Askren really? Like, go in there, I, I, get, in, get in his chest, and just make life miserable for him. Yeah, I think I'd be a good point. I think, um... Like, you think of, well, I haven't seen a lot of, like, gee, I don't watch a lot of celebrity boxing anyway. I don't watch much boxing in general, but, like, celebrity boxing especially. I think when you look at, like, the Nate Robinson fight, I only saw the highlights of it. But it's not a testament to how good of a boxer Jake Paul is because, like, Nate Robinson was completely unfundamental. Yeah. <laughs> he's, he's in the corner. He's getting beat up. He drops his hands and walks into the fighter. Like, it's so, it's so cringy. Um... Like, again, it's not a test, and I know Jake Paul is trying to, like, they're trying to make 
that knockdown looked like the Muhammad Ali Busani Liston. You know that famous photo? Yeah. They're trying to make that look like Jake Paul's Sonny Liston Muhammad Ali moment, right? Uh, and it's just so cringe. Cause it's mad cringe. Mad cringe. Um, but I think the, the bigger question I think we should be asking is what does this mean for um, the fight game and or the UFC? Because if you were talking about this um, off the phone, um, Gesuro is talking about having a, a fight in the works with Floyd Mayweather. And Gan was talking about Tyson Fury. Um, you've got a bunch of other fighters who are sort of their heads aren't necessarily fully focused in the octagon. Um, what do you think this means for the greater UFC, I guess, or, or for the MMA game? Like, what's it all about now? Is it really about... Yeah, man. Jeez. Um, uh, to be honest, like I, th- I think this is going to put a lot of pressure on not only Dana White, but, like, other organizations to, like, at least make the wages for their fighters livable because there's a lot of, like I said before, there's a lot of fighters that have to have day jobs in an organization that's, like, one of the biggest growing sports organizations in the world. I mean, if the money is just distributed fairly, I feel like, you know, at least people, at least least the fighters that are ranked can just do that full-time. You know, and they don't have to worry about, you know, money or like having to fight fucking like five times a year. Like that's crazy, man. <laughs> that's crazy. You shouldn't you shouldn't be fighting that many times a year at that level. You know, at, at that level, oh, yeah. that's insane. But there's actually this video of this is one video of Princess Ngannou having an interview with Mike Tyson on, in that hot boxing. Yeah, and Mike Tyson's telling me he fought fifteen times in one year. <laughs> That's insane. Like, that's shit you do as an amateur. Even as an amateur, that's, like, kind of dumb because, like, that's a lot of da- That's a lot of damage you could be taking. Not for Mike, bro. He's probably fighting, like, one minute. <laughs> yeah, <he> can, <laughs> but not everybody's Mike Tyson that can end a fucking fight in, you know, one shot. <laughs> no, sure, sure. It's gone? Yeah, um, like I was saying, I think that's going to... Something like this is going to put a lot of pressure on organizations to, like, give their fighters, especially their top fighters, due compensation. Like, you could make a case, okay, like, you don't need to be making, like, 100 mil. You don't need to be making that Floyd Mayweather money. But, like, at the same time, man, like, if you have a guy like John Jones and he's only making, like, $500,000... And then you have somebody like Jake Paul that's making millions fighting a guy like Ben Askren. Like, what are we doing? What exa- what exactly are we doing? Like, we're, we're taking the value away from the sport at that point. There's more value yeah. to be had in, like, watching two shitty boxers box than watching, like, high-level professionals box. And it's just like, there's, yeah. shit, there's even boxers that don't even get paid that much. There's, uh, there's young, upcoming, fresh talent that would be watching this fight and would be fuming. Be like, bro, put me in there with... J-. Like, there would be a fighter that would be willing to die to be willing to fight somebody like Jake Paul for that much money. That's an easy payday for them, <laughs> you know? But, um... Yeah, yeah I, 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 I feel it just... It devalues combat sport in general. But it also, like... It also raises one of the biggest issues, like... How come high-level professionals can't be making this kind of, like, can't be making, like, a comfortable living? Like, why do some of them have to have day jobs <laughs> when you have guys like Jake Paul who really, 
his fan base are like 13 year olds and he's like finessing millions of dollars fighting a guy that couldn't really cut it in the UFC you know it's um, it's sad it's sad I think we talked about this like again like it's it's a shallow sport um I don't like to use it like I like to to describe people as mixed martial artists but people like to use the term prize fighter you know it sounds kind of like some slave shit to be honest but um (laughs) You know what I mean? Because it has this idea of you, you kind of serving the audience in a way, and in this very like I don't know, weird, weird manner. It just you, the whole point of of fighting is it's very personal to people, and they feel like there needs to be this artificial type of tension between the two fighters for it to sell. And they would ra- like the, the basic fan would rather watch two people who quote unquote hate each other rather than watch two high-level technicians go at it, you know what I mean? And yeah, man, that's, I think, just, that's just sad. And, yeah, and as fight fans, me and you will sit there, and I, I love watching, you know, two great two great fighters go in there and compete, not hate each other, just go in there and compete and just put their skills on show, and, you know, that's it. I don't, I don't care about, like, the drama afterwards. Sometimes it's funny, but, like, for the most part, I don't care about it. But a lot of people are there. That's why Conor McGregor has that, that huge fan base, right? Yeah. Like, we can talk about it later, but in terms of the best fighters, like Conor McGregor is a superstar, but he's probably on the lower end of the superstar list. Oh well, yeah, currently. I mean, when he when he was hot, I mean, oh my god. But that, that's his problem. His problem was his lack of focus. Like, think about it. We'll get back to the what we we're just saying, but like, even with the Poirier fight being scheduled, there was constant banter about him fighting Manny Pacquiao. True. Surrounding that. And there's even talks of Floyd Mayweather having a rematch with him. And then there was even talks of, who was it? Who was it? Who was it? Oh, I forget. There was another big boxer. It wasn't, it wasn't Canelo or Triple G. I don't think it was. Was it Ryan? Is like, Ryan Garcia? Was that? I don't think it was. Maybe. I forget. It was another big boxer. But like, the thing is, though, is these fights are always looming. Like, Conor McGregor became bigger than, than the UFC. Not bigger than MMA, but bigger than the UFC. And then that transition into him losing focus in the octagon. And look what happened against Khabib. Talk all you want about how he was away from the sport or whatever. One man who's completely focused on his on becoming the greatest MMA fighter of all time, or whatever, or in his division, Khabib, fighting someone like Conor McGregor who wasn't completely there. He got mad, he got smashed. Oh yeah. He got broken to pieces. And that and that's what happens when you get into the octagon with somebody when you're not when you're not there. When you've completely lost your hunger. Or focus for the sport, and um, I think I think like what happens is when these athletes now when they end up getting these in these positions, I don't blame them getting the money. It's a very dangerous sport to get paid when you can. But the point is, is like you get in there in the octagon. I don't think the primary focus for a lot of these fighters anymore is to go out there and win the belt and then retain it, like like there was with the GSPs and the Silvas back in the day. I think right now a lot of it is about get to a position where you can build up your brand and then leverage that for the big money fight in boxing or, or, or movies or whatever. Like we talked about this from rampage doing it with the A team, then going to Ronda Rousey who monetized it from like a very much like a PR standpoint, interviews, movies, that kind of stuff. Conor McGregor like hacked it. Yeah. And then now it's opened up the floodgate. Now, now even fucking Ben Askren's getting, getting it on the action. Yeah, ben Askren? Of all people, eh? 
Like, Brent Askren's milking it. Like, even CM Punk kind of did it, but he did the opposite. He, just, he leveraged his WWE to get into boxing, or UFC, sorry. Yeah. But, like, it just, it's just the name of the game now. Like, why why is there talk of Ngannou and Tyson? Tyson Fury's even addressed this. Why are they hyping up this fight now? He just won the belt. Like, Ngannou just won the belt, man. Yeah, I know. <laughs> like, like, you still have, like you said, and I get it, the heavyweight division is not... It's not as dense. Like, if Ngannou wins still, his next three fights, I mean, who's there's really nobody left for him. But but there's still the big man in front of him. There's still John Jones. Like it's not. Yeah, like assuming like John Jones is one of his next three fights. Like, let's say his next three fights: John Jones, Derek Lewis, and uh, Volkov, or Cyril yeah, right. Gan. Gan, yeah, yeah. Or, or yeah, maybe Curtis Blades come and redeems himself. We'll see. But point is. Like, there, there, there are fights to be made. Even Blakovich is kind of trying to get on the action. But, no, um, Blakovich is undersized for that weight class, man. Yeah, he wants that money, though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but, um, that, like, there are fights that can be made in front of him. But, there, but his eye is already, like, being the champion of, of, of any fighting sport, I don't even think the fighting is actually the hard part, the hardest part. You, you know, tell me if I'm wrong. But um, I think there's such a superficial you know, aspect of being the champion, it, dil- it dilutes your vision because everybody wants to fuck with the champion, but no one really cares about, like, the, the interim or the, or the number two guy. Yeah. There's a huge disparity in, in fame. And I think when you become, like, the heavyweight champion or whatever champion, and you get the interviews on, like, Jimmy Kimmel, and you're on interviews on ESPN all the time, and everybody wants to talk about you, it's so hard to stay focused because there's more money than other aspects of the sport. And Ronda Rousey's textbook example of that completely lost focus of everything in the octagon, I, I felt like, became bigger than who she thought she was. And then when she got smashed, that was it. Yep. That was it, right? And then, yep. and <laughs> she, was, she was done. She was, too, yeah, she was too caught up in her ego. Yeah, and, and people could talk about, well, like, maybe she just ran into, a, like, you know, the Holly Holm fight. That was just, like, that broke her confidence. I think if she fought Amanda Nunes before Holly Holm, she would have got smashed. Yep, same if thing. She fought, if she fought Valentina Shev... I actually think if she fought Valentina Shevchenko, that would have been the worst for her. Oh, 100%. Because, because Valentina can take her on the feet and on the ground. So, I don't think she would have had any success at all of that fight. Assuming things got that far as to going on the ground, which I don't. Holmes an expert striker, like a top class technician, but if you put Valentina Shevchenko I think is like a notch above that, like that that fight would have gone past the first round. Oh, definitely. Should have had the first two minutes. That would have been that. Yeah. But um, yeah, that's 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 my opinion on uh, on the fight game, and I think I guess where that Jake Paul fight is gonna go. <laughs> you wanna, now, how do you, how do you, how do you see if it happens? How do you see Cejudo and Mayweather going? Bro, it's, I, I don't know. Smudo's probably more equipped in terms of, uh, I don't know. It's more equipped than Connor. It's. I think Cejudo has a legitimate chance in that fight, to be honest, because Floyd is old as shit now. Yeah, and he has more of a speed advantage. That's, that's my thing. Yeah. I just think Smudo's he's lighter on his feet than McGregor. McGregor was huge getting into the, into the yeah. ring with. Um, Mayweather. Mayweather. McGregor was like 170 in that fight. Suhudo, I yeah, think Suhudo would be pretty dangerous for like the first four to five rounds. But like, I think with Mayweather's experience and just boxing IQ, he can wear Suhudo down over time. But 
you know, he's he's a quick dude and he's compact and he's low. He's got a low center of gravity. If he could adopt like sort of like a peekaboo style and tag Mayweather a couple times, he might he might give Mayweather one or two thing one or two things to uh, think about. But yeah, yeah. Over distance though, you 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 it would be hard to go against Mayweather even in his old age. He's forty something now, but the thing is, like when I think about it, um, there are there were still plenty of professional boxers who like still did did perform decently in their forties. Are you talking about obviously George Foreman is the big one. Bernard Hopkins. Um, yes, see, Bernard Hopkins is another. I know Roy Jones did it for a bit, but then he got knocked out a few yeah, times. Yeah, no, Roy Jones, what did Roy Jones in was his uh, weight cut to, from uh, heavyweight to light heavyweight to fight Antonio yeah. Tiver, and then he just he fucked himself up. And and, um, and that, I think, like, the, even still competing at, at a professional level, like, it's it's there's a big difference between, between being a good striker in the UFC and then being a good boxer. At a professional level, right? There's different rules, so oh, I yeah. just think that different sport. Um, yeah, right. It's, it's it's completely look at look at Conor McGregor. Look at how many violations he had in that Mayweather fight. <laughs> like he was punching him in the back of the head. There's <laughs> a lot of funny, awkward shit. Uh, yeah, I think Suwoto would do better. I, I think Mayweather would still come out on top. I think it'd be more trouble for him. I think dealing with the speed would be a big problem for him. I don't know how slow he is now, though. I think maybe he's still he's still sharp. He's still sharp. Like if you see footage on him on the bag, he's still sharp. You know, you know how I want to see how ridiculous this whole celebrity boxing thing goes. I want to kind of see like Mike Tyson call up Floyd Mayweather or something like that. Oh, because, no. Like, <laughs> well, because because to the to to us, it's completely ridiculous because there's like a hundred pounds between them. Yeah, but like. That's some basic fan. Somebody would just be like, yeah, that makes sense. The two biggest fighters, you know what I mean? Like, dude. <laughs> oh, man. You'd have to. Would make that would make 200 million. Oh, yeah. You would watch that, man. I wouldn't. Yeah, I would watch that. I actually would. I wouldn't pay money for it, but yeah, I definitely would stream it. <laughs> I would definitely stream that shit. <laughs> Which fight strategy in that fight, bro? Fucking jab and run. <laughs> Fight, fight on the inside. Bicycle, <laughs> bicycle, bicycle, jab, bicycle, bicycle. Because, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think it's like celebrity, celebrity, but I, I can never see, I can never see it going the other way, though. I can never see um, people transitioning to the UFC for that big paycheck. The reasoning why is I think it'd be too dangerous. Like, you know, for Jake Paul to get into a boxing ring with Ben Askren, it's very, not to make boxing sound basic, but it's more one-dimensional. Whereas, if I get into the octagon with Ben Askren, you have to worry about that wrestling. More, yeah, there's more dimensions you have to worry about. Like To learn to become a boxer, I think is, again, I don't want to downplay it, there's, it's, it's maybe easier to the, transition. The learning, cur- the learning curve for striking is a lot quicker than grappling. If if you, if you have if you have no experience in both, you'll find that the learning curve for striking is a lot easier than the learning curve for grappling. Yeah. Cuz like striking is just about it's rhythm and timing, rhythm and timing and like, you know. So I'll- and like just picking and like being smart and like knowing how to recognize patterns and whatnot, but like for grappling, there's a lot more that goes into it. 
like you have to know you have to know it like there's an infinite amount of grips there's an infinite amount of ways you can pass somebody's guard or defend against a guard pass like that's just something that you learn with experience whereas in boxing like it's it's different like yeah with experience you become a better boxer but the learning curve is much 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 different from striking any striking sport to to any grappling sport i feel yeah and even like going to like make examples like think of the gaps within the ufc between fighters right like look at kevin holland his his his, his, his clinch game and, and his ground game yeah like he's a professional fighter and he's a very good fighter yeah but like look at the gap between him and and uh and brunson or the gap between him and vittori like it's it's it, even between professional fighters, there's a gap. And even, like, look at Ronda Rousey when she fought Holly Holm. Look at Ronda Rousey when she fought Amanda Nunes. Like, look at the gap between professional fighters in terms of, like, their striking game, their clinch game, and their ground game. Um, so if you were to put someone like a Jake Paul who said, I want to transition to MMA. Yeah, listen, even look at James Tony. Like, look at boxers who are trying to transition into the sport. It's not like... It's not the same, man. There's too many dimensions. There's too many dimensions. Yo, and even this uh, Clarissa Shields, man, like, I wish her success. I hope she does well. But, like, you're on top of the women's boxing world. Just stay there. <laughs> like, just stay there. There's no need to yeah, cross I, into uh, MMA. But, yeah. I, I, I think it's it's challenging them. So, and I don't blame people. You know, you want to explore challenge your, your skills maybe you dominate a certain sport you want to transition and say hey i can do it here maybe i can do it there but uh, yeah it's it's a completely different beast and i just don't think will the ufc will mma ever actually be bigger than boxing like can you see in the next 50 years it could if they play their cards right it very well could be because like it's UFC it's could. It has overtaken boxing in terms of, like, just general popularity. Like, people would be more inclined to watch a UFC fight night than a Friday night fights. Yeah, it's true. But the money I'm talking about. Yeah, money-wise, they've got a long way to go. But fans dictate the economic, like, landscape. So, you never know. Like, it's it's very possible that within the next 50 years, it, it could overtake boxing. It could overtake boxing, but um, it would need sort of an overhaul of how it manages its, like, fighters. Like, how how it compensates its fighters. But do you think so? Because the boxing take... Oh, I guess boxing has more. Cause guess, does boxing allow private um, endorsements? Like, personal endorsements? Like, can you, like, put whatever on your trunks? Um, I think it's up to the discretion of your promoter. Okay. Yeah. yeah, but then the thing is with uh, boxing too. Yeah, you you can. Yes, there are sanctioning bodies, but you can very much dictate your own terms for your fights. Yeah. So. Right. You can. Yeah. You can. You can negotiate your own fight terms, right? Yeah. Yeah. Whether you're. Yeah. That's a big thing. That's huge. Um. I do you think though that in order for the UFC, not the UFC, for MMA to sort of, um maybe accelerate that process? Do they have to cooperate with the other major fighting leagues like Bellator, One? Do you think they need to kind of like maybe have some kind of like, yeah, some, maybe some kind of cooperation between the three or two? Uh, yeah, I think that would definitely help. 
But bear in mind that all those organizations aren't the same, right? Like one does things a little bit more differently than Bellator, and they do a little thing, they do things a little bit more differently than the UFC. But uh, yeah, if they can if they can improve their relations, I, I don't think that would be a detriment to MMA at all. I, I just think that you know, you know Dana White is very uh, he does he's, he's good at what he does, but I feel like he's very much not in favor of maybe like cooperating with other leagues as well right even look at what conor mcgregor he, he clamped down right after what conor won the second boxing fight i think he's very much his head is focused and very much he's not wrong for doing it very much focused on expanding ufc's range i don't know if that'll happen just because i don't think dana white is, is very much interested in cooperating with a bellator and over one i think he, he sees them purely as competitors and not as something that he can use to leverage his own platform like think, think of it like why work with Bellator when I can just poach their best fighters? Yeah, no, look, that's look true. At Michael, look at Michael Chandler. Like, you go play in, like, the sandbox over there, and then when you're when you're a big boy, like Michael Chandler, when you've won your, your, your fights and your contract is done, you come over here. Yo, Michael Chandler's um, still an unknown, bro. Like, yeah, he had that one good win against, uh... Oh, what was Hooker. that guy's name? Dan, Dan Hooker? Yeah, against Dan Hooker, but Hooker had been in, like, three wars prior to that. Um, yeah, so like yeah. Eh, he's still untested like he's still untested so we don't really know what he can do and like they, they it's the same sort of gamble they took on Ben Askren too and we all know how that turned out so we'll see what happens so Chandler's still an unknown um, I concur oh, okay <laughs> well on that note we will end things there thank you for tuning in guys Stay tuned for some more good bants on Bros Do MMA and peace.